Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast. Now, last night in the Premier League, just a couple of games. Arsenal beat Brentford 3-0. Everton beat West Ham 1-0. And we've got Phil Moss coming up shortly. Celtic beaten for the first time in a year in the Scottish Premier League. Lost 2-0 to St Mirren. In the Brownlow medal at the AFL last night, and Patrick Cripps, courtesy of three votes in the final round, in a thrilling count, the Carlton midfielder, won the Brownlow by a vote ahead of Brisbane's Lockie Neal, who won it back in 2020. Now, in your NFL this morning, and uh, just some scores around the traps, the LA Rams lead the Atlanta Falcons 28-10. to uh, The 49ers lead 20-7 to over the Seahawks. Gee, Cincinnati just struggling. They're down 17-3 against Dallas, who, of course, are without their main quarterback, Dak Prescott. Uh The Texans and Broncos is six all at halftime. And uh, the Raiders lost. I don't know why he got off them. They're 20-0 over the Arizona Cardinals early in the third quarter of that game. I've got a soft spot for a middle. Got a soft spot for the Raiders. Who's your team again at the moment? Uh, Chargers, although we got beaten by Kansas the other day. So not happy about that performance. (laughs) New team. We. We. I thought you were on the Raiders. Uh, Yeah, as I said, I've got a soft spot for the Raiders and my heart's there. Um, But... You know, I, I like. I'm not so Herbert, sure your heart is there. The, the quarterback from um, <laughs> the Chargers, mate. So, so I think they've got a better chance of winning. So, you so at this stage, even with a loss, you're still a Charger. Yeah, still a Charger at this point in time. Okay, let's see how long this lasts. <laughs> Lots of texts for heroes and villains. Morning, boys. My hero is the behind the gates team and Darren Flindell. Cash, cash, and more cash. Flindell tipped. In the last three weeks, Kiss the Bride, Pink Ivory, and Top Ranked. I backed them all at double-figure odds. Villain has to be the French ref. He spoiled a brilliant game. The crowd stayed in the stands for 10 minutes after the game. Just stunned. That's, of course, the Bledisloe last Thursday night. Have a great day. Crackers in Albury. Sending that one through. Uh, we've also got champions. It's the Brisbane Buddha here. Hero, Mike Collingwood team. From coaching staff to players. Uh, notes taken all year to improve me as a youth AFL coach. Villain, sport losses by one point. My 12-year-old needed three hours of comfort. His words, it's so much harder losing by that margin than 12 goals like the Lions. Uh, G'day, boys. My hero's Andrew Fafita after playing his last game in a Sharks jersey but will never be forgotten after winning us the 2016 Premiership. The villains, how my Sharks bowed out so meekly against the Bunnies, saving their worst for last says Robbo from Narrabri. And, hey, boys, my hero was the Newport Nasties Golden Oldies rugby team, letting me tag in with them at the Bryson Anderson Cup in Bathurst on Saturday. The villain was the guys who organised light beers at the tournament at a three-to-one ratio because he he likes hard light. Um, and Duckman's not happy about that one. Mossy, good morning. Hello. Morning, boys. Welcome back, Mido. Thank you, mate. Good weekend. Well, yes. <laughs> Except for my game of golf on Saturday morning, I was absolutely stinking. 33 over on a stroke day. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. Anyone who knows golf knows that that Should is... Should have stayed uh, in bed, was Exactly. Mm. wasn't worth getting up early. Although it was at Long Reef Park, isn't it? Yeah, uh, how good. Absolutely God's country down there. Nah, yeah. how good is it? Makes up for it, though. Mm. Uh, Arsenal are back on top of the Premier League after a win against Brighton last... Uh, Brighton. Brentford, 3-0. It was, I mean, it was a statement win too. You remember the last time they played, they lost to, um, in, in the Premier League, they lost to Manchester United two weeks ago and then obviously that weekend off. Um, so that seems a long time ago now and even further away now that they've uh, they've got that win overnight because Manchester City went top 
Tottenham went second uh, with that game in hand for Arsenal, so they had to win it, and they won it emphatically. Um, did very well, played very well in complete control in the first half, and um, so much control that um, Mikel Arteta was able to um, give a debut off the bench to the youngest player in EPL history, 15 years, 181 days young, Ethan Nunwery. So, uh, one area, I beg your pardon. So, uh, keep an eye on that name. He's just made his Premier League debut. 15 years of age. Unbelievable. Buddy, what about Fulham? Uh, they're quite achievers, aren't they? Another yeah, they win? Are. They are absolutely, Clarky. Marco Silva's just got them humming along, but very quietly. Mm. They're not making a lot of uh, song and dance over there, but they are sixth, uh, sixth spot. They, um, they won 3-2 away to Forest over the weekend, playing some really good football. And um, yeah, just quietly going about their business, but um, you know that's that's a very good spot to be in for uh, for Fulham. Mm. Everton, they needed that one, one nil against West Ham. Oh, didn't they? What um, first win of the season, believe it or not? And uh, Neil Morpay got his first goal for Everton. Um, eases the, the pressure a little bit on Lampard, uh, lifts them up to thirteenth spot. Um, three points above the drop zone. Of course, it's still way too early to be talking about that, but it's a massive. Massive win for Everton. And Man City and Spurs, uh, victories again. Gee, how many goals is Erling Haaland going to score for City this season, uh, Mossy? That's, uh, it, so far, it's been worth every penny, that transfer. My goodness, and weren't there a lot of pennies. Um, huh. But uh, 14 goals in 10 games in all competitions. We saw the goal he scored last week in the Champions League as well. Um, that was uh, that was being compared to a, a very famous goal scored by Johan Cruyff um, back in 1973-74. But uh, he's just phenomenal. I, I mean, the, the goal on the weekend is the first goal I've seen him score from outside the box. Um, but everything he does is so controlled. And I saw some great footage. And Clark, you, you'll appreciate this. So on the weekend, after the warm-up on the pitch, the players come over and give their warm-up uh, jumpers to the to the kit man. And all the players were just throwing him on the ground. And Harlan walks over, he's, he's folded, and he hands <laughs> it to the kit man. Hmm. You talk about culture and, and yeah. legacy and principles and values, uh, just fantastic. It, it went by the by. I just saw the footage very uh, yeah. privately, but I just saw what a moment. That just uh, says a lot about the man. Yeah. Uh, buddy, speaking of the man, I saw Mark Bosnich got married over the weekend. You was, did? was Robbie you Slater did. best man? <laughs> 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 uh, uh, no comment. <laughs> I reserve my right on that one. But, uh, no, look, it's great, and, and I've met uh, Sarah Boz's uh, yeah, wife. Awesome. They've been together a long time, twelve years, obviously. Um, I remember when they first got together. When uh, I first went up to the Mariners with Annie, and they came along to a few games. And uh, she's a beautiful, beautiful woman, and. Um, I hope they're uh, they're going to have a, a long life of happiness and health mm. together. They've got a, a beautiful family, and I wish uh, the Bosniches, the newly married Bosniches, all the very best. How's prep going for the Socceroos, Mossy? Well, they're in camp now, Loz, so the prep for, for Thursday night's game um, is getting real. Um, extended squad, 31 players. Uh, some players who are in there for the first time with a chance to really press their claims. I mean... Uh, it's not unusual for players to do a Stephen Bradbury, uh, you know, at the last minute and, and force their way onto the plane to go to a major tournament. Um, so there'll be some really excited players in there. I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, Garan Qual, uh, the, um, the the yeah. kid that lit up the A-League last season with the Central Coast Mariners. There's been talk of him already going overseas. 
in the January transfer window, but I'm looking forward to seeing how he fits into a Socceroos shirt. Um, there's, there's not a lot of him, but we saw what he's capable of, of against Barcelona for the All-Stars. Phenomenal when he uh, came off the bench that night and uh, Dwight York gave me his chance. So I'm really hoping that he stands up in camp and, and books himself a ticket to Qatar. Gee, what about Celtic's loss overnight as well, Mossy? I suppose well, they were due. Yeah, well, I didn't see that, Mido, but now that you've mentioned it... Um, 364 days since they've lost in the SPL. Unbelievable. There you go. There you go. Andrew will not be happy, but uh, he's a winner. He's under pressure, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all right. I think he's got a pretty good payout clause. Well, he's certainly not going to Brighton. Uh, it looks like they're on the verge of appointing a new manager as well. Well, they have. Yeah, they've appointed, oh, they have. Uh, yep, they've appointed overnight um, Italian Roberto De Zerbi. Now, now, he's best known for his time in charge of Syria club Sassuolo. Um, got them to, to consecutive eight spots in the Syria. And, um, yeah, look, all, all the reports are that he plays a very, very exciting, courageous brand of football, which will be a nice fit for Brighton, given what Graham Potter's done. But, gee, that's a big job he's stepping into. Brighton sitting fourth or, or fifth in the league at the moment over the weekend. And, um, you know, they're really grabbing the headlines over there. So, uh, big, big uh, shoes for Roberto De Zerbi to fill. What about Brendan Rodgers, mate? Will he survive? I don't know, Loz. He, it's not looking good. Brendan, I've got a lot of time for Brendan Rodgers and the way he, the way he manages. I thought he did a great job at uh, Liverpool, great job at Celtic, of course, um, and started really well at Leicester as well. Um, but things seem to be going really south here. Now, he's questioning the support that he's got from the ownership in the transfer market. And generally, when a manager comes out and does that, there's only one winner. And that'll be the club, and um, and that's exactly what happened to Scott Parker at Bournemouth. If you remember, he came out publicly and questioned the support mm-hmm. he was getting. So things aren't looking good for Brendan Rodgers at uh, Leicester. Mossy, we'll leave it. In fact, lastly, I want to get your thoughts on what about David Beckham lining up for thirteen hours uh, to pay his respects to the Queen? In all that you've heard uh, about David Beckham over the years, did that surprise you or? Did, was that something you thought, no, that, that's something he would do? Yeah, look, my, my closest experience with David Beckham is, is a very good mate of mine, Dave Mason, who used to be the, the media manager mm. for FFA and Sydney FC. And when Beckham came out here to play against Sydney FC for LA Galaxy, uh, Mason spent some time with him, driving him around and, and taking the media commitments. He said, one of the nicest blokes, the most genuine blokes he's ever met. Um, so when I saw that on the weekend, my mind went straight back to those comments um, that Meso shared with me, and, and I thought, no surprise, like that's just absolutely brilliant, isn't it? I mean, imagine lining up and you turn turn to your right or left, and there's David Beckham standing there in a the beret. Um, just brilliant stuff, and shows the respect that he that he had for Queen Elizabeth II. Yeah, it's great stuff, Mossy. Thank you. Good on you guys. Have a great day. Heads up, punters. The Sticky and Smoky crew are at it again, but this time it's all about. The roar of supercars at Mount Panorama. Sticky Wings and Smoky Barbecue are giving you and a mate the opportunity to win a VIP experience for two at this year's Bathurst 1000, including a full weekend hospitality package, a grid walk, track lap, 
and accommodation. Now, this is a serious bucket list opportunity. So keep an eye out too for Sticky Wings and Smoky Barbecue in your local IGA. And if you can't find them, then ask the manager to get them in. To enter, simply go to stickywings.com.au or smokybarbecue.com.au and register your details. It's that easy. That's stickywings.com.au or smokybarbecue.com. Supercars never tasted so good. Keep the calls coming. Heroes and Villains, 1353-53-0419-767-272 on the text line and uh, that $100 gift card in a case of the Saint and Sinner Alcoholic Kombucha up for grabs for the best contribution this morning just on the text line here. Uh, morning, gents. Hero this week has to be Mario Fennec. Despite his dire predicament, his positive outlook to life is something to be admired. Villain has to be my Sharks, unfortunately. A poor performance in such an important game, but looking forward to 2023. Cheers. The ball from Bathurst sending that one through, and we've got Trent. G'day, Trent. Morning, boys. How are we going? Yeah, very good this Monday. What a week ahead. Swans in a GF. Oh, mate, didn't think they were going to get there just quietly. It was a nervy last two and a half minutes or so. Last quarter, actually. Take, mate, I was tempted to take Collingwood at 41 bucks in the last quarter, let me tell you. Wouldn't have been the worst bet. Mate, it wouldn't have been, but um, anyway, look, they got home in the end this morning, so we've got something to look forward to on Saturday, big day Saturday, so, um, mate, it's going to be a good week. But um, heroes and villains, boys, um, the hero has to be J-Mac. Um, five winners on Saturday. If you followed him, you, you lined your pockets. Um, honorary mention goes to the Ropes crossing strikers 35-2s on Friday night, winning their grand final, which um, yours truly was involved in. So, um, big night for the boys, 5-1 win, so... Supreme athletes we are. Um, I wouldn't say that, but yeah. Well done, boys. I'm sure a few of them will listen this morning. So there's your um, five cents worth, lads. And celebrated accordingly. Oh, mate, I went home. I had me 14 year old with me, you know, so I couldn't go to the pub, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, nah, it was all good. And, uh, mate, the villain just has to be Parramatta Eels fans. I mean, they're pests when they win. Seriously, they are absolute <laughs> pests. I mean, they, they wallop Canberra, Loz. Commiserations, mate. Um, you know, but. You'd probably find it yourself, mate. You would have played, you know, in the golden era with the Eels as well at some point. And they are just pests when they win, seriously. Um, I hope the Cowboys just absolutely smash them on Friday night. I really do. Uh, well, so, their record suggests that they're going to have to uh, play well to win up there because they've only won two of their last 14 in Townsville. So, you know, Cowboys have had the week off. But I'll tell you what, Trent, Parramatta's best is good enough to win the comp. But I just haven't seen it enough consistently. That's my issue with them. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, Loz. But, um, yeah, let's just hope the Cowboys step up. I mean, that's a great stat. You've just given me two from 14 up there. Yep. Let's hope it's two from... Let's hope it's, they've won two from 15. So I couldn't <laughs> handle Parramatta in a grand final. I'd have to leave Sydney. I'd have to leave. But uh, anyway, boys, have a good week. No, Talk to you later. Good on you, Trent. Thanks for the call on the text line. Uh, my hero, Carlton's Patrick Cripps, for his Brownlow triumph last night for a team just knocked out of the eight. So no finals footy villains. Those Wallabies not heeding the warning, says Tezza in the Hunter Valley. We've got Paul on the line. G'day, Paul. Morning, guys. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks, mate. What have you got for us this morning? Mate, I, I had no idea about Mario Fennick's condition until I read the story yesterday, so I'd just like to nominate his wife as the uh, the hero and Dementia as the uh, victim. And um, I've got a sister, and uh, she's in the early stages of that, mm-hmm. and she's never been hit in the head. But um, 
for my my age, my ear, I used to like the blues between um, you know the Tigers and the South with Fennick was playing, and um, you know he was a great uh, he was great for the game. I used to like him on the footy show, and it was terrible to see that man who's still young in that condition. So uh, yeah, that's it. I can only give his wife and his family yeah. uh, all the best and. Uh, Wishing the best. No, okay. Well said, Paul. And yeah, exactly okay. that. I mean, a personality like Mario, oh, it's just so so tough. I'm sure for those who saw last night to see, you know, you just think of Mario, you think of you know the Falcon and yeah. you know, all the all the funny, particularly the funny episodes on the Footy Show. That on the Footy were. Show, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mario was one of the the toughest players to have ever played. You know, he he was seriously a tough man to play against. Uh, he gave you nothing. He was such a wonderful competitor. He was hard as nails, and if you wanted to to bring on the tough stuff, then he was there to accommodate you with everything. And it's a shame that he's going through this at the moment, um, and his family are going through a difficult period, and it's only going to get worse. And, you know, you just hope that they've got the right support around them. Um, but it is always tough to see people that you know going through these yeah, you know, periods in their life where they're, where, do, where they're doing it tough and uh, there's not much other than support you can do. Thanks for the call, Paul. Appreciate it. By the way, Trent, usually when you bag another club's fans, they get on, stuck into you on uh, our text line and uh, tell Trent to pack his bags and get out of Sydney, go the Eels. <laughs> He's on the text line here. Uh, with footy finals fast approaching, it's time to crack open a couple of furfies with your mates and enjoy some unbelievable moments, whether it's bearing witness to a six-beer carry in a crowded pub, fitting five mates onto a three-seater sofa for the game, or actually witnessing footy history unravelling on the screen in front of you. Unbelievable moments pair perfectly with a furphy. Grab a case to share with your mates this footy finals. Cameron Smith, cha-ching. He's won on the Live Tour by three shots this morning. So that's another squillion. As you do. Cam Smith. As you do. You shout at the pub next time. Yep. Uh, so three-shot victory in Chicago in uh, that Live Tour event this morning. Uh, last night in the Italian Open, Aussie Lucas Herbert finished tied for fifth. Three shots off the winner, Robert McIntyre of Scotland, who beat Englishman Matt Fitzpatrick in a playoff. And in the PGA Tour event this morning, uh, Danny Willett... See, they're getting close to the end of this uh, tournament. He leads by one shot heading up 18 against... uh, He's one shot ahead of Max Homer, uh, the American. Uh, Now, Harrison Endicott, the Aussie, in his PGA Tour debut, the Sydney sider, finished nine under par for the tournament and tied for 12th. So, well done to Harrison Endicott. Uh, In the Premier League overnight, another win for Arsenal. 3-0 over Brentford and Everton. Game their first victory of the Premier League season. They beat West Ham 1-0 at Goodison Park. But uh, we've got stacks of calls here for heroes and villains. And we've got Scott. G'day, Scott. How you going, boys? Yeah, pretty good, thanks, mate. What do you got for us? Uh, hero, uh, no one that you've heard of, but my young bloke who's just scored a professional contract with A-League team, Perth Glory. So he's uh, oh, good on him. over the years. So, yeah, it's great for him. How old is he? He's 22 now, but he's had, yep. had his first day, done an ACL at 12 years old. And, um, yeah, he's had a tough road and had about five operations on his knees over the years. So he's finally got there. 
Good on him. Good can, stuff. Can you give us a, even even his first name if you don't feel comfortable giving your full name, Scott, so we yeah, can no, keep an eye keep keep an eye out for him. Sure, Jacob Doust is his name. Jacob Doust. Okay, great stuff. Thanks right. for, for for letting us know, and uh, yeah, I'm proud moment for you and the family, no doubt. Uh, what yeah, about your villain? Villain is uh, the referee from the Wallabies match. I you know, still fail to understand <laughs> that one, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, fair call. Oh, we hate the call. I still wish the, the Bernard Foley just kicked it out, but it is a crap. When you see, like, seriously, blokes in rugby, they just lie down and have a rest. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> like, the play, you know, you've obviously, the ball's been in play for a while in the second half. Let's just, like, there's time wasting all through the yeah. match. And for the referee to call it at that moment. Oh, still, though, very, I, think the Wallabies, I think the Wallabies were naive and should have just kicked the ball out. But anyway, thanks, Scott, for the call. Appreciate it. And good luck to your son there as he heads to the Perth Glory. Um, we've got another Scott here. Morning, Scott. Morning, boys. How are we? Yeah, very, very good for a Monday, mate. What have you got for us for heroes uh, and villains? First of all, just uh, mention to Mario's family. Must be such a tough gig for him. But uh, me went. Winner is the Swans, and me villain, Laurie, you're not going to like this, but no. the board. The what, sorry? The comp. What was that, sorry? The group nine board. Yep. Journey into the comp. Yep. See what on the first grade side. So you don't like the fact that they can still play well without a first grade side? They should just play first grade. Sometimes you just got to suck it up. And go through the tough times. Uh, yeah, uh, but I think that's the, the, the rule. I mean, I, I would have loved to have seen Junie uh, have a first-grade side uh, this year. But I think if you're out for more than two years, I don't think they you've got to spend a bit of time um, out of the, the group, I, I, I'm led to believe. But, um, you know, they're, they're going through a tough period. But, you know, to have 16s, 18s, reserve grade, make the finals... Um, I think it's good. And it's also good for the comp. It, it's good for the comp that you just don't abandon them. Because I know that if you abandon clubs and don't allow them to participate, then that's one less club you have in your group. And it's hard to get them back going again. So if you just ban them from the whole competition, um, this is my opinion, if you ban them from the whole competition, the likelihood of them coming back um, or not coming back is, is high because they go, well, you know, what's the point? We've been out a year. They they get used to not playing footy, and it's hard to get them back up and running, in particular out there in the, the country areas. So the fact that they've been allowed to play, I understand your frustration, but I reckon for the good of the competition, they need sides to have incentives there to try and keep them going as long as they possibly can before they say to them, you're no longer welcome. Thanks for the call, Scott. Morning, Robbo. Morning, boys. How are we? Yeah, pretty good, mate. That's good to hear. Uh, heroes and villains. Let's go with uh, heroes to start with. Um, AFL. I've got both my teams in the grand final, particularly Geelong. So I'm very over the moon about that. I'll pick a team, for goodness sake. <laughs> I can't lose. Seriously. Geelong. Ugh. Geelong to win. Well, I used to work for a company used to sponsor the Swans, so that had to be my second team. So anyway, villains. Um, I've got two villains. Scott Morrison. Ouch. But, yeah, well, he cancelled the submarine contract so the French got square in the rugby. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, but, but the second one was I had two mates with mad South supporters and went out to the game on um, Saturday night and they were told 
because of the crowd situation, the Swans will be coming out, get there before seven. So they got there and they were in the Eastern Sand Bay 12, I think. Um, got there at 10 to 7, went to the bar. No bar service till 7.30. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah, okay. That's no good. Uh, I couldn't remember. The game starts at 8 o'clock. Yeah, heck. I mean, what? how ridiculous that. They've done everything. You know, please get here early. Avoid all the crush. You can't get a beer. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, particularly yeah, whatever. I only, only opened the bar 15 minutes before kickoff. Yeah. Oh, mate, over the bar. We're yeah, thirsty. I've, I've, yeah. I've, I've reported it to a few notables this morning uh, and yesterday who uh, um, are going to uh, get in and have a real good say about it. Yeah, we want to drink our $13.90 uh, yeah. I mean, four pints or whatever they're, it is. They're not going to bash themselves up because they want to watch the game. You know, and, and at that price, you're only going to buy two beers anyway. Hmm. Yeah. All right, boys, have uh, a good... No, nah, good on you, Robbo. Fair call. Vern, good morning. We got you there, Vern. Hello. Yeah, g'day, Vern. Morning to you. You're live. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful what you say now, Vern. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was just about to win to someone else on the road. <laughs> you, you rang us, Vern. <laughs> <laughs> I won a whinge about everyone whinging about the referee and the Wallabies game, Chase. Yeah. Because <laughs> they sort of forget that the All Blacks still had to win a scrum, score a try to win that game. So <laughs> I think that's my villain and, and my heroes just footy in general. Just uh, with the COVID over. And all the good stuff coming back. Hear, hear to that. It's, uh, yeah, and, and the, throw the races in there as well. Remember this time last year, it was pretty weird what was going on. So we are back, baby. Yep. Loving it. Good on you, Vern. And uh... back to your other combo, Vern. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Call again, though. Yeah. That was gold. Rick, morning. G'day, boys. Ricky Tiger Bobby here. I've got a hero and a villain. That's what we want. Go for it. Either heroes, Latrell. Yep. Villain. Rick, your yep. connection. Go for it. Villain, Telstra. Villain. Your villain is Latrell as well. <laughs> oh. He got he's the double. The out. If he doesn't get the niggle out, he's going to lose the final for him or the grand final. That's all I have to say. Yeah. There wasn't any niggle on the weekend, though, was there? Oh, look at one of the tries, and I think there was something in the first half. So, yeah, it's starting to creep in. If he doesn't get it out... Right. I, I thought he held himself together in the first week of the finals, and then I thought he was pretty good um, and had quality touches. I, I can't recall him sort of being involved in any of the niggle the last couple of weeks, but I have to go back and have a look. Yeah, I think it's a Mortolo try. As he's placed the ball down, he's come in, grabbed him. If he rubs the wrong person up the wrong way... Ah, yes, yeah, I do, yeah, I do that. I, I thought, I thought that was a bit of a. Um, they must have known each other. That's the way I took it. As in, they must might have been friends because I thought it was more of a. I was, I, I thought it was a bit weird at the time, but then the more I thought about it, I thought, oh, they must know each other and having a bit of a, a jab yeah, between each other. I don't think he appreciated it though, more Tolo. If you look at it, how he got out of it, but there was a few yeah. other pieces in there, lot. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm just wary of it. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a fair call. Yeah. Yeah. Fair call. All right. On you, Rick. Have a good one. Yeah, you too, mate. Thanks for the call. Plenty on the text line here as well. 
Uh, hero West Bill Conan Warriors beating Terry Campese's Queanbeyan Blues in the local rugby league grand final. Villain Parramatta's fans mocking the Viking clap. There's another thing Penrith has done better. Cheers, Kieran from Canberra, sending that one through. Oh, yeah, that hurts, Loz. Oh, I hate rock. seeing that. Ooh. It rubs me up the wrong way, too, when opposition fans start to do that. The one that stands out in my mind, though, was when Mickey Ennis did it. Oh. <laughs> I, I wanted to flog Mick that night. <laughs> <laughs> do you tell him that when you see him at Fox? <laughs> I don't think I ever have, but I, next time I see him, I'll tell him I said it on radio. <laughs> Uh, now, what else have we got here? Hero has to be J-Mac's absolute clinic on Saturday. Villains have to be my Indianapolis Colts and their dreadful start to the season. Tying with the Texan, then getting shut out by the Jaguars. Makes me wish I didn't wake up 3am to watch that absolute garbage. No name to that one, but uh, I've got a lot of money invested in Jacksonville this season, so I was pretty happy with that result this morning. Um, Morning, boys. After watching the Mario Finnick interview last night, my hero is the NRL for the crackdown at Magic Round for the high shots. Uh, my villain is the NRL for listening to the Dinosaur Rugby League experts, ex-players and people with influence and shifting back to measly fines. We need eight to ten-week suspensions, says the Red Hot Rooster. Uh, morning, all. What a weekend of footy. Heroes and villains nomination. Heroes, Mario and Rebecca Fennick and their family for opening up on such an important and personal subject with courage, humour and love. And to all the wives, partners, family and carers going through the same situation Caring for their loved ones. Villains, none today for me. Let's just acknowledge those going through the same as the Phoenix, says Sydney Beige, sending that one through. Really nicely said. Well, you are listening to the Big Sports Breakfast uh, multi-counselling service. Miss multi-counselling service. Mm-hmm. And uh, joining us this morning is none other than Luke Marlow. Morning, boys. Um, <laughs> we've all been there, haven't we? I mean, it's a, it's a low feeling. I'll read it out. Okay. So yesterday, we're on at Flemington. They're racing at Kalgoorlie. I was calling the races at Nowra. And you do some WA form. I should I do a little bit. I do a little bit. Uh, me and a mate, mm. uh, 25 bucks each. The five legs were pedal power in race four at Kalgoorlie. It won. The first race at Kalgoorlie, Latham's Wish. It won. The last at Nowra, a Pito Ballerina. It won by four. So Dazzling in Melbourne. It won. The failing leg oh was Kapakiri in Melbourne race six, finished second. And take us through the last oh furlong. Oh, my God. Well, it hit the front. Oh, no. So it's been It headed. hit the front Kapakiri, and it's been run down in the last sort of 100 metres. Looked mm. like it was fighting back for a period. Uh, $25 outlay for 18000 gentlemen. So, uh yeah, that was a little bit sick. Do you want to find a scapegoat here? Is there a jockey? Here? <laughs> <laughs> unload, Marlow, unload. Was. This was it Alicia, was it? No, it wasn't. Alicia oh, was one of the Imagine dinner. Leagues. Yeah. Right. Oh, she would have won, won at Nowra. She won at Nowra. She was one of the winning yeah. leagues. It would have been, it'd be nice to blame someone, but they all had every chance. It just wasn't good enough on the day. We got knocked off, boys. Fell a little was your short. mate DS or was it someone else? Second. No, no, I can't blame anyone, Loz. Yeah, it wasn't right. a Dave tip, wasn't anything. It was like getting out for 99, Clark. It was like, it was a really bad I'm not thing. sure. I'm taking 99. Well, 99 not out. Rain delay, the game got called off yeah. at 99. That's what it was like. 99? I don't think you got many, did you? Uh, I don't know. It must be one that sticks out. If you, if you got it, 99's one that you Yeah, I don't know if I got 99. I don't yeah. think you did. My high score in cricket, know. boys, 49 not out. 49. Uh, year 7 at St. Joseph's Wandle. Uh, Never raised your bat. 
Never raised the bat, ever. Jeez. In my career. I only played in year seven. It's tough. It's 49, not out. Old mate got uh, clean bowled. I was down at the non Bat with number 10. Jeez. That was it. Mm. Tell you what, you've had a lot of bad luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you said it. I mean, you said it. You know. I mean, this is just a, a pandemic. This is tough times. How was how was Melbourne, by the way, uh, Marlow? I saw you and Mido down there together while Clarky, myself, and Stanley were holding the fort well, up here. I'd nearly say, uh, you know, working alongside the great man, it's got to be top three in my career <laughs> as far as highlights. We call right. I called a pinata race, Loz. Uh, which was interesting. <laughs> we had uh, three people smashing pinatas uh, in a three-horse right. race. Yep. One fell. Uh, we had a bit of a fall. But no, it was, <laughs> Mido was there very early. He was uh, a professional, as always. How uh, was he after hours? Professional? Uh, look, yeah, very professional. <laughs> but I left, so <laughs> well, I don't know what they yeah, got up to yeah, after. Yeah. <laughs> we had dinner Wednesday night. We actually, it was you and I who crashed and burned. Others decided we to sample early. some of Melbourne's best. I.e. the casino. As yes. you do. Glad you clarified. Yeah. <laughs> but, and they got the cash too. The yeah. boys, the boys, we, missed, we missed out. And then it just poured rain after I left in, yeah. uh, in Melbourne in typical style. But no, it was really good, Loz. It was a good event. Little internal function uh, yeah. launching the tab app, which is fantastic, by the way, guys. I'm not sure if you've tried it out at this stage, Loz and Mido and Clarky, but uh, the new app, yep. she's a beaut, Mido. She yep. certainly is. Not yet. Looking forward to it. Um, can anyone knock off Nature Strip, do you think, in the Everest? I think Lost in Running showed that he's he's up to it. I thought he was very, very good there first up. Nature Strip was off a short break, so I think he was... Uh, I don't think fitness-wise Nature Strip was lacking too much there on Saturday. I mean, he's the king. He's the sprint king, but I think Lost and Running Loz could be the horse. He's the tab horse this year in the Everest as well. I think his return was exceptional, and it's going to be a beaut race. Well, do you think he's got a bit of invincibility about him, the strip? Oh, he looks that way, doesn't yeah. he? You know, to do what he did um, after travelling the other side so- to the other side of the world and back, I-, I think there would have been some some question marks just how he handled that trip back here, and um, mm. you know, b- being ready to go in the shorts and. Can we call him a champion? Do you think he's a champion, guys? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I, I think. He, well, you look at how like how much money he's won. I know no, it's inflated because of the Everest, but I think I think he's one of the best sprinters we've ever produced. Yeah, it has to it, be. It, you're right because the word champion's one we don't used loosely. Can be right? loose, mm-hmm. used, and embracing needs to be reserved for the absolute best. Well, in my lifetime, I think I've seen two Winks and Black Caviar. That it was since I've mm. been following racing closely, they're the two I put above all as, as the two standout horses. But the strip, he's sort of he's chipping away. He's very elegant, a champion. Oh, I'm going to be controversial. I, I look, she's a, she's a just a rung below the other two mm. mares, I reckon. Winks and and, and uh, Black Caviar, but. Gee, she's close. Mm. She's close. But Minor this is cool. these are great <laughs> pub arguments, aren't they? They are. They're good talking um, points. I'm sure the owners are very elegant and saying, of course she's a champion, yeah. Marla, you gibber. <laughs> yeah. um, because she was a great horse as well. Now, while you're here, uh, I've got to give a winner out for Heroes and Villains, but apparently in the golf, I've got obviously NFL galore on in here in the studio, there's been an unbelievable finish to that Fortinet Championship on the PGA Tour and a collapse from the 2016 Masters champion, Denny Willett, who had the tournament uh, in his keeping and uh, has capitulated on the final hole and lost by one shot to American Max Homer in the uh, opening Define. event of the new PGA. Oh, I haven't seen Define it. I'm following capit- some commentary oh, okay. on social oh, media. So it sounds bad, does it? It mm. sounds like there's been a, a meltdown 
oh, no. on the final hole. We've all been there. Uh, but uh, no meltdown for the winner of Heroes and Villains this morning. <laughs> the winner. Well, it had, it had to be the Swannies for the hero. And in light of Marlo coming in here and telling his sob story, I had a sob story earlier for, with Dale, uh, who made Chain of Lightning his uh, villain because it cost him in all his multis. Mm. as well as it did cost a lot of punters. Uh, it was heavily backed there at Caulfield on Saturday, Chain of Lightning. In fact, I had a um, a tip, as one of, as I'm sure you're the same, one of the sample of about 600 tips I get on a Saturday morning. This can't be beat. Oh. <laughs> that, that old chestnut for Chain of Lightning on Saturday. So I went in a couple of mine as well. So, Dale, you've won Heroes and Villains this morning. Fair enough. Are you happy with that, Marlon? I'm more than happy with that. Are you happy with people using that sort of language pre-race? I mean, I have a mate who gets very upset if I say, oh, gee, they're backing it. It must be immoral, the the money for it. I said that one day and he wanted to jump. Mm. Do you have a problem with people getting a little bit overexcited pre-race? I mean, this is a, this is a good thing. This is immoral. This is un- I mean, is it, it depends win, who gives the information. If you want to know the sort of... Yeah the credentials of the person giving the information and whether, you know, and, and if you know, if they say that, they truly know that or mean that. So if Daly says this is a good thing, are you upset or are you happy? I'm concerned. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Never be Loz. concerned, boys. Never be concerned. Load <laughs> up. Punters post-mortem today, myself, Chris Roots, Glenn Munsey, Dean Lester, and after 11 o'clock, I am interviewing Mark Van Gestel as part of our Monday's experts we, today. We've got to throw the diva. She's a champion as well. Yeah. I, She's a champion. Enough. Very elegant a champion too. I'll, I'll say three Melbourne Cups and a, don't forget the Cox Plate. <laughs> I've, I've, what yeah, about you? I, you, you come in, you were solid yeah, with two. Okay. You only had two horses. And then four. Have you copped the views on the text line? <laughs> <laughs> oh, on, have you copped abuse on on the, your personal text? No, line? no, no, nothing. Uh, I just was having a hard look at myself, and I thought, you, you, you know <laughs> oh, what? Turning over a new leaf this week. I'm going to be a bit nicer. 